0: Welcome to today's Life Coach Pod show. It is, uh, it is, what day is it? It's it's Thursday, I think, and it is, um, sorry, getting over to the right thing. I'm in a different room today because they're tearing down, not tearing down, trimming the trees out front, and I'm so tired of the noise, hot mess out there. So I'm from the back room of the house, which is actually a super cool room, but I we haven't fixed it up yet except for Katie's plants, so. At least it's a it's a nice match to what's on Melissa's screen as well, our guest Melissa Santangelo. And she'll I'm gonna have her to introduce herself in just a second, but I'm gonna do the usual and take us through a few current events for our time capsule moments as we all come to realize. We're at the end, almost at the end of a week, and I don't even know what happened to this week. It's super weird to be sheltering at home for those of us in California, and now many other states are joining us. And the first thing I wanted to share with you is really interesting. It's that the warning signs are a warning sign of potentially having the virus and that shouldn't I hope you can't see that let me just move that out of the way (laughs) one of the warning signs for potentially having the virus is losing your sense of smell and your sense of taste and I learned two new words and that's what I wanted to share with you um because this this these two words are how are what we use to describe the sense of smell and sense of taste loss so here we go here here it is sorry and, and the reason this is happening, they think, is because where the virus settles in first is in your upper respiratory area, and that is what is associated with taste and smell, which I guess I didn't really realize that before. So here it is. The loss of sense of smell is called an anosmia, A-N-O-S-M-I-A, anosmia. That might be the name of the movie that comes out about this. And a distorted taste of sense is dysgeusia. So there you go, now you can sound smart. That's D-Y-S-G-E-U-S-I-A. What folks have reported is that they've noticed their sense of smell or their sense of taste. A lot of people said food suddenly started just tasting weird was essentially when they, uh, it's correlated with infection and you may not be symptomatic yet, but it potentially means you're going to become symptomatic because already there's some stuff going on here in your upper respiratory area. I don't want to freak anybody out, I don't want you to panic, but just be aware of those two symptoms because it could really make a difference how quickly you want to, um, Protect yourself. Prepare yourself to take care of yourself if you're alone, or if, um, or if there's if you're caring for other people. So those are two symptoms to look for. All right, we'll move on. With a little bit, uh, a little bit of a downer, but I we're going to go on with uh, one more thing. That's a downer because it's it's fascinating. CNN has today on on their site a 3D image of this man's lungs, and it's it's amazing to look at. First of all. I'm just amazed that we can do this kind of imaging at all and be able to see inside somebody's body that has the virus, what they're showing in this uh, 3D image of the lungs. And again, go to CD, just put in CNN and 3D image of lungs. They're showing the level of the infection. But what I thought was um, super interesting about this is that we're learning now, the doctors are learning that people who thrive, who, who make it through the virus, still may have lung damage. We've heard about this. I know anybody who's listening to the news might have heard word of this, but it is in fact showing up. And this 3D movie shows you how, um, how much the, the infection just spreads It kind of goes around the outside of your lungs first, as you might expect as it's coming and moves towards the center. And it is not forgiving. You can see why people feel like they're drowning or that they cannot, cannot catch their breath because the infection really takes over the lungs. That's if you're one of the people that has this go sideways. So again, please stay home. That's the biggest ask here. Everybody stay home. Stay with the ones you love. Um, Somebody published a tweet today that said, hey, Anne Frank managed to stay indoors for two and a half years in a tiny, tiny single room. So we can certainly get through this. And I'm encouraged. And that's one of the reasons I'm doing this uh, Life Coach Pod is to provide access to other information and bring other people on who are, Homed, and then we can share our expertise and and the lessons we've learned from life. The last thing I wanted to share, and this one's um, oh, I'm sorry, there's a random story that I didn't put on my list, but I've got to tell you this story. An unnamed woman went to a store in Pennsylvania and coughed, coughed on thirty five thousand dollars worth of groceries. She did this. Well, in the story they say, as soon as her mental health treatment is over, she'll be charged. Uh, That's disconcerting to me that she has a mental health issue and somebody let her out and she thought this was funny, but they had to throw away $35,000 worth of food. You can Google that and learn more, but holy crap, I'm sharing that because first of all, it's a little bit twisted and it's really sad, but also just be aware, just keep your eye out. I wish somebody would've tackled this woman, knocked her down, done something to stop her before she ruined all this food. But we all now we're doing our own um, community relating and taking care of each other. So everybody be on the lookout, everybody who's smart, be kind, all they needed to do was walk this woman back out of the store and say, no, not today, not today. Okay, the last story I want to share is is deep and heavy. And so that's, and this is a cue up to what Melissa's going to talk about a bit as well. There's a great uh, opinion piece. I think it would be on a publication called medium medium.com. And it's called it's time to emotionally prepare for what's coming. It's actually written by a Hasidic Jew who is uh, in New York and there, th- that cl- uh, cluster of people that the Hasidim there in New York have been hit fairly hard, probably because they were worshiping and studying together closely at the beginning of this and didn't realize that the virus was spreading. So he calls himself a per- progressive Hasidim, which is like kind of funny to me because they typically are very, very conservative. But what he says here in his article that's very, very powerful and leads us right into our discussion today is that he is, he is already realizing we have something called anticipo- anticipatory grief. And I know today, I just saw an actor who's died from coronavirus. He was an older actor, but he's been in a ton of little things. He was also in Desperately Seeking Susan. But I, I see that and I just get sad. I'm worried about Amy Klobuchar's husband, who's on um, oxygen right now. You know, we know people are sick. We, we all first reacted to Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. There, it's this very intense thing happening. And we suddenly start to feel sad and scared for people that maybe we don't even know who are getting sick. God forbid it's getting to the people we know. So his steps here, and I'll just read them quickly, and then we'll get into this discussion, is first to accept that anticipatory grief is normal. So that's that fear and that trepidation we feel. For me, I feel it in my chest where I'm just like, oh my God, I'm worried, I'm worried, I gotta keep my mom safe, I've gotta keep my daughter safe, that kind of, um, and, and what, what would I do if they died? That's right, who hasn't had that thought right now? What would you do if someone you loved died? The next is to acknowledge the loss. So if you have actual losses, you might be pushing them down. It's okay to feel sad even about movie star people. It's real. We've had an emotional connection with them. So acknowledge those losses and then connect with others in whatever way you can. My mom knows she gets a FaceTime call from me no matter how bad my Wi-Fi is. I do that in the morning and we talk about absolutely nothing and mess around with our Alexas. That's our fun. Remember that anticipatory grief doesn't mean you're giving up. So just with that sadness, you're not saying I'm throwing in the towel and I'm done. You're, you're just knowing that you are, comp- actually I feel it's really good that you're capable of that kind of compassion and empathy to have that sort of grief, but realize it doesn't mean you're giving up. Reflect on the remaining time. So if someone you know is sick and in the hospital, think about what, is, what you can do with the time you have. Probably the worst, worst thing about this virus is how many people have to die alone. I mean, almost everyone, unless people are staying at home. And we, they're anticipating this may change in New York, as they are no longer able to serve all the people who are sick. They're offering them the option to just go ahead and pass away at home, which is a Sophie's choice I don't think any of us have ever thought we'd have to make. To decide yeah i'm so sick and they can't save me so i'm going to stay here with the people i love that might be something that's we get to especially as we watch florida louisiana today uh, alabama and i suspect shortly mississippi really light up we've got it going on in washington state and california but we're all sheltering so we're seeing this we're seeing the curves start to flatten which is really good communicate take communicate. So talk to people, just don't hold it all inside. If you're a writer, then write, if that's the way you need to communicate, but do what you can to communicate, take care of yourself. Super, super important. Really the bottom line of what this podcast is all about in any way, how to take care of yourself, even if that means taking care of your animals or crocheting or whatever it is you need to do, take care of yourself, take advantage of your support system. Your friends haven't gone away. They're out there. They will listen to you, be inane. You can call them. You can talk to them. That's what we're here for. Say yes to counseling if you need it. There are a lot of resources now online where you can get counseling on the phone. If you're really struggling, I want you to take advantage of those. Remember, if somebody passes and you feel like relieved about that, that's okay. That's really normal. A lot of us have watched our relatives or sick people or older people die and know that mix of the pain of the loss and the relief that they aren't suffering anymore. It's absolutely normal to feel that relief. And then the last thing here is don't assume just because someone's sick, you know what the outcome is going to be. We have a pretty good sense of it, but his advice is uh, we all have a different reaction to grief. You don't know how you're going to process grief. You don't know how people's lives are going to end. You don't know what could happen. So just accept this and maybe don't assume that you, absolutely know the outcome. I've been accused of being a fatalist before sometimes because I feel like I can just so clearly intuit what's gonna happen, but sometimes I'm wrong. So that's the point, is don't assume you know how it's gonna go. I'm bringing these up for you to think about because we're in weird times and we are experiencing feelings like we've never had before. And that actually leads right into introducing Melissa, who I have known in Santa Cruz County for a while. Um, I was thinking it might be uh, it might be at least over a decade. She has been my um, massage therapist, and I delight in enjoying sharing uh, Facebook with her. I get to see what she's doing up at her place, which is in Felton, California. And I'm gonna turn it over to Melissa and have her introduce herself. Hi, everybody.
1: My name is Melissa Angelo, and um, I have a persona that I call the groovy goddess, that basically a groovy goddess is something that everybody has inside, and my job for the last 16 years is helping people find that within themselves. I feel like I'm trying to help people become authentic, because the more authentic you are, the more fulfilled your life is. And I own a spa, like, like she said, up in Felton, California, where I do treatments in person. Not right now, because we're sheltered in place. Right now, I'm kind of switching gears to online. I can do some things online. Um, I do sound healing and meditation and yoga and, you know, just spiritual counseling, things like that.
0: So, so Melissa, we, so what motion, we're talking about emotion today and I know you've prepared some information to share about feelings and, and how important that is for what we're going through right now, managing how we're feeling and what we've got out there.
1: One of the things I've been trying to put out there right now is that we have five bodies. Okay. We have our physical body, which everybody can see, feel, touch, right? That's your physical body. We know that's there, but there's four energetic bodies. You have the emotional body, the mental body, the wisdom body, and the bliss body, okay? And everybody kind of knows, you know, when you think things, that's your mental body, right? And that has a vibration and it has energy to it. Your emotions, you can tap into how you feel. That's your emotional body, right? Um, And you can also shove those emotions down or you can actually face them, but it's there. And then the the wisdom body is just your knowledge, your knowledge of spirituality and that, that there's an energy plane around us that has something to do with us. It interacts with us. That's your wisdom body. And then the bliss body is when you're just in total alignment. You're in peace. You're, you know, you're plugged in and you kind of get it. You're conscious. You feel very blissful. And You can move between all of these bodies. These bodies can all be in balance at the same time. They can all be out of balance at the same time. Um, But if we start looking at ourselves as having five bodies, it will really help. And then within that, you can kind of tell where you're at. So I don't know if anybody's heard of the emotional wheel, and I don't know if...
0: Ooh, put it emotion- a little bit closer. That's cool. And I'll get, um I'll get a copy of this guys and I'll add it to yeah, you as a link. It
1: so it's an emotional wheel and it basically in the middle of the wheel. So it's the wheel is it's three parts, right? In the middle, it has sad, happy, surprised, bad, fearful, angry, or disgusted. Okay. And then the wheel around in the middle and all
0: the colors correlate to those those words. So, so those like, are like the fundamental fundamental gut feeling kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So let's take sad. So sad, if you feel lonely, vulnerable, despair, guilty, depressed or hurt, that's part of sad. Wow. Okay. And then you can even go out even farther and go embarrassed, disappointed, inferior, empty, remorseful. Sorry, I got to turn it uh, powerless, grief, fragile, victimized, abandoned, and isolated. Those are all parts of SAD.
0: So that came so sad being the fundamental. And then as you look out, it gets the complexity increases as you move out from the center, is what I'm hearing. Right.
1: And this okay. help this will help you because you know let's say somebody hurts your feelings and you're like, wow, I feel very hurt, you know, I feel powerless, I feel ashamed. And then you can say, okay, well, those feelings. Really point to me being sad, okay? Um, and then where is sad? Where is yeah. where is where is your vibration when you're sad? Where is your vibration sitting? So I have another chart. This is called well. the the emotional um, intelligent uh, emotional intelligence vibrational chart. So sad is where is sad on my chart? Green grief is sad right so grief you're down here in suffering
0: so you're, you're way sad. down at the bottom so
1: your vibration is low when your vibration is low you can lash out at people you're not thinking clearly it's really not good to make a decision in that place right your immune system is down because your vibration is very low law of attraction says that whatever our vibra- vibration is we're attracting that all day long so if you're out in the world and you're in that place of sad you're attracting a lot of set, more sadness to you you're attracting maybe people that are sad just like you, you right and you talk to them and they're like things suck yes it sucks i'm so sad you know you may cry together you know you're 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 attracting these low vibrations um, and what you want to do is 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 take this information and raise your vibration right because you want to be up here in in the happy the peaceful the enlightened um when you're when you get up to a place of courage you're just getting by
0: wow courage is just getting by so meaning i can take it i i can at least go out and and be there be present And that's a
1: good place to be because you're kind, you're moving up the ladder. If you were sad yesterday and you're courageous today going, I'm going to, I'm going to beat this, you know, I'm, I'm protecting myself. I'm going to beat this virus, right? I'm staying in, I'm protecting myself. I'm, you know, doing what I'm boosting my immunity. I'm, I'm taking these sad thoughts and I'm, and I'm working out or I'm doing something to get my vibration a little higher. And now you've reached courage. You're doing good right and then if you can work on that a little bit more and get up to acceptance like you know the first two days we were shocked what is going on yeah. oh my god right and then you get to a place where you're like all right i guess i'm home that's acceptance. acceptance gets you back up here to flow
0: oh good and okay so starting, dealing starting- with it like accepting it like okay i can cope this is a new reality but it's it's not i'm not suffering
1: well, and you accepted it. You started a podcast. You're like, what am I going to do? I got, I'm at home. Well, this is what I can do. I'm accepting my situation. And so I'm, I'm the flow is happening, right? You see that? Yeah. So I'm all about, we got to raise our vibration. And one way to really do it is sound healing. because sound is vibration, music, movement, like this, these are things that are going to help get you through and help Move you
0: up the chart. So for someone like my mom who loves Quiet Riot, she needs to blast that for a little while and dance her booty off.
1: Yeah, and like I say, okay. So I'm going to say this. So tomorrow at nine o'clock on on Facebook Live on my Facebook channel, I'm going to do um, what I made up ten years ago—a chakra dance. Okay, it's seven belly dance moves. I feel like you can do it to any music. You don't have to do it to you know, relaxing music or rock music or it's whatever you want to do. So yeah, put on the quiet ride. If that's what if that's what's gonna raise your vibration, go for it.
0: You know? And the chakra dance then is to energize your whole body to yeah, And you're moving, your
1: bo- you're moving your body, you're moving your spine, you're moving each part. I, I took belly dance for about five years and I know about the chakras and that's kind of how I heal myself is through the chakras. Um, and I realized that some of these dances, some of these moves hit the area of each chakra. And so I just kind of made this up and I've done it and put it out there and people always feel better after doing it, especially if you could do it to the music you love, right?
0: Yeah. I love this idea of, cause, so I know, I know the other day you had a hard day. I mean, we're all, a lot of us gig workers and you're a gig worker like I am. Um, it's we've got clients canceling. It's yep. we are um, dependent on our relationships and our ability to go out and serve others. And I'm wondering, did you dance the chakra dance to get out of the funk, or how did you I manage have it? I've been doing it. You know
1: why I've been doing it? Because because I haven't done it for a while. I kind of like put it on the
0: back burner, and
1: I kept it's always like a thing. I'm gonna put this out there, really big, and I don't know when, right? But the other day I was like, you know, two days of sitting on the couch watching Netflix, right? I'm going, okay, my hips hurt, you know? And so I got, to, I've been doing it every day. And, and I'm like, you know, this, this makes you feel better. Even if you don't understand the chakras, believe in the chakras, like it's also moving your spine. It's moving your hips and it's getting you to turn on the music yes. rather, rather than maybe just watching TV all day because that's we need vibration you need we need we need healthy sound healing vibration you need to move your vibration higher to get you through this
0: it, it's interesting because i think it's actually almost been a time we've been a little bit afraid of our bodies we're afraid of a cough we're afraid of a stuffy nose do i really have a fever what's happening last night at around 7 i was hit by a huge wave of fatigue and i thought uh oh but uh-huh. I, there's no way I could be sick. I haven't been out of this house in two weeks. There's yeah. just no way. And yet I still was afraid of my body because right now that feels like that's the enemy, right? Yeah. That our body's going to get sick and we're going to be trapped. Yeah. And so this idea of connecting, I, I, I personally do like chakras. I think they're powerful. But this yeah. idea of connecting however it is a person wants to connect with their, their body and to yeah. find that alignment with their brain is really powerful.
1: Well, everybody understands how to feel their emotions, right? Even blocked people, they feel the emotion and then they block it. Okay. They don't like it. It's uncomfortable. Okay. So everybody kind of knows. So if you can take that feeling look up the chart and figure out where you're at, then you'll kind of know it. and, And isn't knowing information, doesn't it make you feel better? You know, when you know information, when you can when you can go, okay, I'm sad and that's not good because it's got me down in suffering. I mean, it just makes you feel better that now you have something in your control. I can raise this. I can get myself to, um, you know, to happy. So the one thing I want to talk about is being bored. Yeah, that's Because a lot of people now are experiencing bored. Now, bored is a very negative, it's it's a negative, emotion, and you don't think it, right, because it's just, I'm bored, but it is negative, so bad on my wheel in the middle, bad is a, um, you know, an emotion, and that it's tied to bored, even busy, because being overly busy is not a good thing either, you're running yourself down, right, right, stressed, tired, that's, that. those all are fundamentals of bad, and then you have indifferent, pressured, rushed, overwhelmed, out of control, sleepy because you're not getting sleep and unfocused. Those are all, that's a bad emotion that, so we all have said, I'm stressed, right? Right. So that tells you that's not good for your, for your, you're your kind of just getting by, you know, you're not really thriving. You don't have that flow coming in. you know we're moving to more energetic times okay we're gonna really be in those energetic bodies more than our physical body it's going to be more important to us as we go into the future and the chakras are going to be more important to us because that's another way of figuring
0: out where you're at you know if can you talk uh, just for people who are like Okay. You guys are from Santa Cruz and I know <laughs> I'm nice for you, you crazy Californians where all the nuts and fruits and nuts are right. Although I don't care what your belief system is. The idea behind the chakras is, is really about energy and getting clarity and really helping your whole self be more than just a meat suit, right? It's just, we got to be more than our meat suit. And so when you're talking about the chakras, actually, if you could take just a minute, if you feel comfortable, just talking about them so people can think of how it would apply in their, how they think about things.
1: Yep. Okay. So I actually have a meditation too online called the chakra meditation. I think it's free. You can, look it up on and I, and I filmed it really nice and I kind of give a little explanation and this is what I say. So the root chakra is located at the base of your tailbone, okay? It's at the base of your spine. The root chakra is the color red. Red is all about um, physical foundations. So the root chakra in your body is your bones, your teeth, your nails. It's the foundation of your body. okay Okay. the root chakra is all about grounding to the earth plane
0: yeah grounding i've really associated with grounding like that's the thing. grounding
1: it's your house it's your foundation it's it's all of that okay it's being attached being grounded on the earth and attached okay the sacral chakra which is below your navel is the color orange
0: I always have to and think about it. It's like you can, it's almost for women to have children. It's almost like where you first feel like there's a baby. in It's there.
1: all about the sexual reproduction organs. It's all about pleasure. It's all about diet and exercise, right? So if you're, if you're like going, Oh, I really need to diet. I really need to exercise your, I guarantee you your sacral chakra is out of balance. If you're thinking that you need to really hone in your exercising and your You know, or if you're not having pleasure, because that's the pleasure center of the body, um, then your sacral chakra is out of balance. Okay. Okay. So these are ways to figure out if you're in or out of balance. The solar plexus, which is located right under the breastbone, that's our sun. Okay. That's the color yellow, and that is that's your um, personal power. Okay. That's your sun inside your body, and just notice people that fall forward and walk around they don't sit up straight mm-hmm. I guarantee you their self-esteem is very low because they're in their physical body already showing me that they're very low they're condensing that chakra it's not flowing it's out of balance you want to be always lifting up that's why in yoga yeah. you lift-
0: uh lifting up and okay. taking that breath and opening your chest and that's
1: your sun that's your energy center that is your potential power you know potential power have you ever dated a guy where you're like god they have so much potential you're picking <laughs> up on your picking up
0: <laughs> sorry okay for those of you that have dated a guy with so much potential good for you
1: I say this all the time. You have so much potential. Why are you not living up to your solar plexus chakra, right? So, you know, think about that. That's your, are you living up to your potential? You know, sit up straight. Sit up, yeah. Let out that sun, okay? So that's the the solar plexus. Then we have the heart chakra. The heart chakra is the center of our body. It is our heart. It's, this is where we hold unconditional love. This is where if you're giving, 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 give, you deplete because you're giving too much, you need to give to yourself first before you give to others to keep that heart chakra healthy, you know, and to keep it thriving. Then you have the throat chakra at the base of the throat and the, and the heart chakra is green, okay? That's okay. the color green, okay? That's why healing is green. Green, yeah, so, I like that. Um, so the throat chakra at the base of the throat is light blue, the light blue color. Your throat chakra is all about communication, creativity. If you are not being creative, you're cutting off that throat chakra. If you can't speak, you know, if you talk like this, if you can't really project, that throat chakra is out of balance, okay? Um, Then there's the third eye. The third eye is a darker blue, and that's your intuition. That's here, right? Yeah, that's your intuition, that's your inner vision, um, the penile gland, you know, is right here in the brain. And then the crown chakra is, they say it floats a little bit above your head. That's your spirit. That's your wisdom, your higher power, you know, and, um, in the 12 steps. Um, you know, if you're in addiction and you're in the 12 steps, they talk about the higher power. That's the crown chakra. And the crown chakra is purple or white, depending on what people think.
0: And I'm used to doing meditations that focus on, Going from that root chakra at the base, grounding yourself, and then really lifting spirit out through the top and trying Mm -hmm. to tap that spirit that's out there to bring it in and give you that strength and wisdom and, and, and intuition.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's why, you know, right now we're being asked to really take care of ourselves and look at ourselves. You know, what's going on with your emotions? Are your emotions out of balance? You know, um, if you're constantly overthinking, your mental body is out of balance. Like, we need to bring all of these bodies into alignment and balance.
0: You know, it's interesting that you talk about that because there's an article that's going around in the Atlantic about there's two types of people right now the people who are healthcare workers and those of us who are staying home and doing our part. But actually, I've been watching what I feel like are two different kinds of people in the world those that have this ability for compassion and absolutely believe saving lives and say and helping each other is the most important motivator and then those who are motivated by other things like money or personal uh, uh, aggrandizement or other things and I feel like we're we're really separating the wheat from the chaff and those I'm hoping when this is done and we're going to lose people that do have compassion but I'm hoping that a lot of us with the compassion empathy and this desire to care for one another are the people who survive this.
1: Well, that is, that's what's happening. And that's why I say the more you can raise your vibration, the more you're going to get through this unscathed.
0: Yeah, um, you can even tell the healthcare workers as they're putting out their desperate pleas for personal protective devices and stuff, something still motivates them to go. And they know they found one, they found a nurse dead in her home and her four-year-old child was in the house not knowing why mommy was dead. So. Wow. that's that to me is the ultimate kind of compassion and empathy like this nurse served 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 she was yeah. so motivated yeah and I hope that child but has- she
1: depleted her heart chakra she
0: did I, yeah it's true and Something that's wrong. and
1: that's you know you me because I've been a healer for 16 years and I feel like I this is my calling this is what I'm supposed to be doing I actually feel like for the last 16 years I've been testing for this. Like, I feel like this is my time now to step up and teach this stuff to people because this is what the knowledge that we need to get through. And um, Early on, I really, really found out that I can deplete myself really fast doing this work and that I had to make it a point to take care of myself first before taking care of other people and put myself first. Otherwise, I, I probably wouldn't have lasted 16 years
0: doing this. This is so important for people listening who are, are the caregivers right now, even if it's just doing homeschool, trying to work from home, and then also making sure everybody's getting a decent meal and stop fighting in the front room, kids. Like, that all is exhausting. Make sure
1: so. that you can go somewhere in your house and get your alone time. I mean, I'm lucky... I'm lucky and I'm not lucky, I live alone, so it's great, I I can access my whole house all the time with nobody else, you know, but then, but then I'm lonely too, you know what I mean, it's like, I'm like, oh, people have families, they could be playing games, and here I am by myself, but it's great because I can just do self-care all night long. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, there's, there's a big countdown clock going for when Katie and I have actual real blowouts. So far, so good, though. So far, so good. But yeah, it's, it's true. You're either by yourself or you're with people and both have their advantages and disadvantages. Yeah, but your point but- about self-care is so important for anybody managing a menagerie right now. And I mean, wherever- on
1: the plane, they tell you put the mask on yourself first before you put it on other people. And, you know, if that nurse maybe had had some more boundaries maybe and and took herself, put herself a little bit before other people, she probably would still be alive for her four-year-old.
0: Maybe, yeah, I know. I hate to I hate to second guess what happened there because the tragedy is the tragedy and that left a good one. But I but I take your point very seriously, which is guys, everybody has to take care of themselves right now, even if it feels pointless then you got to get out of that bad energy and we got to get you vibrating and we need yeah. to get you doing Melissa's dance tomorrow, which I'm going to get a link to and put on okay. the, the webpage so that everybody can get that fun. link. Cause yeah, it does fun. sound fun. And, and I, do you have any more closing thoughts? Cause uh, I would like to see if there's any questions from anybody as well. Um, no, go ahead and ask some questions. So anybody that's on the line that would like to ask any questions now is the good time to do that.
1: Hey, Jen, it's Donna. I do have a question.
0: Hi, Donna. Hi there. Um, I um, am a big fan of um,
1: Elizabeth Van Buren Essential Oils, who's just down the road from you there. Oh, and yeah. I've, I've been I know using, her personally. She came uh, out a massage for me once. Well, and I, I was going to say, maybe Jen can get her on here to talk about this, this yeah. stuff. Um, uh, I've been using lavender, but is there any other, I assume you use essential oils in your massage therapy. Is there any other ones besides lavender? I've been tending to put lavender on every day to kind of stay... Calm and grounded, and yeah, definitely. So I've been putting in my diffuser some eucalyptus, some tea tree, and some frankincense. I have all
0: the, those perfect. <laughs> because
1: they're antiviral, antibacterial, and 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 steaming with um, any of that is good too to get that all in your nasal passage and stuff. Um, and then frankincense is a great oil or essential oil because it helps with inflammation so if i have inflammation in my joints i rub it in my joints frankincense is
0: amazing this is uh, so interesting to me because just when you mentioned the eucalyptus and donna that was such a good question because just that smell can make transport me to a spa in a minute I know. Like- it just makes me feel special and I don't have to do anything, but I just feel, Ooh, I'm special right now. So that is a great idea. And, and we forget about the power of smell and sense. And even, you know, I, it's, it's so, it can be so moving and so life-changing just to have a good scent. Yeah, definitely. So thank you, Don. I'm going to actually look into having her as a guest. And Rose. Sounds-
1: oh, Rose. Rose, 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 Rose. Rose is the highest vibrational scent. And the highest vibrational flower like you can actually take rose petals hold them in your hands and meditate with them and it'll absorb all the negativity but the rose sense so whenever i have like a broken heart or i feel heavy in my heart i wear rose i spray it on me i smell it a lot so, so rose, so, is a really good one too and there's
0: no reason anybody everybody can at least go outside if you walk your neighborhoods you're going to find a rose
1: yeah, so you definitely. can go
0: smell the rose. You can beg yeah. for the rose, um, yeah. but that's that is something that everyone should have access to without really having to go to the store. Yeah, definitely. and it's it's good for grief.
1: And they also, um, Elizabeth Van Buren has a compassion blend that has that in there, and that
0: smells really really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this. Awesome. Thank you. Are there any other questions?
1: Does everybody know about oil pulling?
0: No. What is oil pulling? Okay. Tell us.
1: So oil pulling is taking it's an ayurvedic thing, right? They do this in ayurvedic medicine. And they, they use sesame oil, but you can use coconut oil and you just take a spoonful of it and you swish it around for as long as you can handle up to 15 minutes and then spit it out. And you want you to spit swish it around out. in your mouth. Yes, you swish don't swallow it. Okay. Swish it around in your mouth. So, have you ever got oil on the carpet? Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden that spot just becomes dirty and dirty and you can't get it out and it's filthy. Well, the oil is taking all the dirt and stuff in your mouth, all the bacteria, and it's collecting it. And then when you spit it out, you get it out. And if you can manage squishing it around for up to 15 minutes. You're, you're, you will be blowing your nose like crazy afterwards. You feel everything from your congestion. It all, it all goes.
0: And you can and do it, it with coconut oil or sesame oil. Yes, yeah,
1: and it and it whitens your teeth. It will help your oral health. You won't get sick anymore. But how I do like I get it, the
0: yucky oil out of my mouth when I'm done?
1: Um, you brush, just brush your teeth. teeth. Okay. Just brush your teeth afterwards, or sometimes I swish with you know another thing like um, uh, hydrogen peroxide or something. I'll swish with it.
0: Yeah. Coffee, a really good coffee. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> coffee. Okay, that actually. Now I'm gonna try that. Okay, okay, guys, we just we went full Santa Cruz on this one. I know. What the heck? You're stuck at home. Why not try some things that are gonna make you feel better and that are gonna be good for you? Um, I cannot think of a single indication to that. So
1: my dentist noticed. My dentist was like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm oil pulling," and he didn't believe in it. Right? He was like, "Whatever." And I'm like, "But you noticed something." You noticed a difference in my oral health, so it must have done something, and I notice. And I, and I just don't, I don't get sick. If I, if I feel like I have a sore throat, I'll swish three times a day for a couple days, and I don't get sick.
0: That's, okay, so I'm going to give it a try, because I've been fighting a little congestion, not cough, but just congestion. Yeah. I, it might actually help me get this stuff moving out.
1: I get allergies now really bad, whereas I used to not get allergies and I'm in the redwoods. So like if I'm cleaning up a lot of debris, you know, you get all congested from that and I'll oil pull,
0: and it'll go away. I love it. Well, Melissa, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today. This is great. I'm going to put links on the website for what's um, the things that she talked about I'll get a copy of those documents that uh, Melissa shared. And then tomorrow, we have Heidi Kornkowski coming up. She is a behavioral coach. She coaches people with anxiety disorders. She's going to bring some tips on how to manage anxiety. And if you're a germaphobe, I can't even imagine what you're going through right now if you have yeah. issues with germs. So I want you to make sure you come tomorrow and um, hear what Heidi's got to say. And then we have, um, I just want to make sure you know how to connect with me on Twitter. It's a We have a good time on there. It's much more contemporary. And we talk... about all kinds of things politics bad TV everything so please join me on Twitter and I want to thank everybody for coming today thank you so much Melissa it's really been great thank you namaste bye everybody